0: This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening. Welcome to the broadcast. Glad you are with us. Brandon House in for Mike Lindell, who's out on Business, But may call into the show tonight if he gets a good sell signal. Uh, otherwise, he told me to tell you he will be back next week. We will have regular shows with Mike Lindell next week. He's been a busy guy working to save the country. All right, joining me tonight is going to be Roger Stone. Roger Stone is going to join me tonight, uh, along with at the bottom of the hour or thereabout, about Sharona. Bishop is going to join me. And so again, uh, you're watching Lindell TV, and this is the Lindell Report. Roger, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us, Roger. Roger, are you there? I am indeed. Hey, how you doing, Roger?
1: I'm delighted to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad to have you with us. We got several news stories I want to talk to you about, Roger. I know you just got done with your show, by the way. Your show airs from 4 to 5 Central Time, 4 to 5 Central Time. Uh, on Lindell TV two it replays on Lindell TV one but everybody can pick it up the player there's two players player one player two Uh, also Mike put out a push notification for you today Uh, he told me I don't know if you knew that or not but uh, we push people your way and uh, we're excited to have Roger as a regular broadcaster with Lindell TV Uh, four to five central five to six Eastern Standard Um, Roger the news tonight that everybody's talking about is Uh, this story right here I have it over at worldviewreport.com FBI arrests Peter Navarro one day after he vows to impeach Biden okay click on it goes to a Breitbart article the article says the Federal Bureau of Investigation arrested former White House economic advisor Peter Navarro on Friday acting on a referral from the Democrat run house that held him in contempt for refusing to testify at the partisan January 6th committee And of course, there's a lot of tweets about it. the arrest came one day after Navarro appeared on left wing MSNBC to promise that he would lead efforts to promote the impeachment of President Joe Biden if Republicans take Congress in the midterm elections, which they are expected to do. He was held in contempt by Congress in March, along with former White House communications aide Dan Scavino, who was accused of refusing to testify based on false claims by the committee that he had not tried to cooperate. What are your thoughts on this first story tonight, Roger?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, uh, Brandon, thanks for having me. Um, I know Peter Navarro. I like him. I think he's a very good man. Um, uh, I was uh, put in the exact same position he was. In other words, I was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. On the advice of counsel, I showed up at the appointed time and I invoked my Fifth Amendment right. Not because I did something wrong, not because I knew anything about the illegal acts at the Capitol on the 6th, which I don't. Uh, But because I understood that in the District of Columbia, an argument of executive privilege to exempt you from testifying is not going to be tolerated by the politicized courts. And therefore, um, whether it is Stephen K. Bannon, uh, who knows very little about politics, uh, or whether it is Dan Scavino or whether it's Peter Navarro, I guess I would have taken uh, the course of fulfilling my legal obligations under the subpoena but declining to testify because I have firsthand experience with their ability to take immaterial, irrelevant, or innocuous uh, statements made under oath uh, and twist them into a crime. So I am very sympathetic to Mr. Navarro. I have heard the arguments of executive privilege put forward by the lawyer David Schoen. You could see the Stone Zone interview with him roughly a week ago, perhaps a little longer, It's a very strong legal argument, but strong legal arguments don't prevail in the District of Columbia, where the where the uh, the judiciary is entirely politicized. So I think Peter would have been wiser to fulfill his legal obligations under the subpoena, but invoke his Fifth Amendment rights. Is that what you did? That's what you did, right? Roger? That's precisely what I did. Had I advised him to do that prior to um, his his scheduled testimony i probably would have been charged with obstruction of justice so um after the fact that would have been my position uh we should pray for him he's a good man Um, i don't think he knows anything pertaining to the illegal events at the capitol but then i would be speculating um here's the fundamental problem and that is they are making an argument That invoking your Fifth Amendment, your First Amendment right to question the outcome of the election based on what is, in fact, a a mountain of evidence regarding irregularities and anomalies in the outcome of the election, they are arguing that that is somehow illegal. No, that is constitutionally protected free speech gathering in a peaceful rally to protest the results of the 2020 election because you believe they are fraudulent. That's also constitutionally protected political activity. The Democrats would criminalize all of that. Well, if that's true, then Hillary Clinton and John Podesta should have been prosecuted for their efforts to delay the certification of the 2016 election by the Electoral College, which they most definitely did. It's on the public record. Uh, so uh, it is uh, it's a slippery slope, I guess.
0: All right. So you showed up, you pled the fifth. How many times did you have to sit there and plead the
2: fifth?
1: Uh, I was uh, before the committee for approximately two hours. I got tired of repeating the same uh, phrase over and over again. Uh, And I stress to you, Brandon, it's not because I had anything to hide. It's not because I knew anything about the illegal actions uh, at the Capitol, but because I'm fully experienced in their ability to take innocuous statements and twist it into a crime. Uh, The tactic that's used by the media is guilt by association. Yes, I know President Donald Trump. Yes, I speak to him fairly regularly. Yes, I've come in contact with members of the Proud Boys and then later the Oath Keepers. That proves exactly nothing. That's guilt by association. Uh, And I repeat, as I've said on this network many times, any implication, claim, or accusation that I knew about, uh, participated in, or condoned any illegal act on January 6th is categorically false. And there is no evidence... No text message, no email, no testimony, no witness. Who can contradict that? Doesn't stop ABC News or the Washington Post from saying it ad nauseum. Uh, in fact, as someone who's been involved in politics for 40 years, the the uh, violent acts at the Capitol were counterproductive to what we were attempting to achieve. Uh, yes, Mike Pence did have the constitutional authority to delay the certification the electoral college for 10 days so that the irregularities in the in the swing states could be more closely examined that's not unreasonable it's not seditious it's not treasonous and it's not illegal but that doesn't conform with the democratic party narrative
0: How, are you allowed to talk about your here the hearing that you were at under oath where you pled the fifth are you allowed to talk about it
1: uh, sure i absolutely am all i can tell you is that i repeated the same uh phrase over and over again That's kind of part of their strategy. In other words, if you stop and partially answer any question or if you defend yourself in any way, well, then you are essentially uh, waiving your Fifth Amendment right. So when that odious piece of human garbage, Adam Schiff, who was present uh, by Zoom call, said, uh, Mr. Stone, is it true that you've been convicted of lying to Congress? I said, you know, Congressman, I particularly assert my Fifth Amendment right not to answer any question under the Constitution posed by you.
0: Wow. And were, were all of the members there by Zoom, or were any of them in person?
1: Uh, none of them showed up in person. I was, uh, I was questioned mostly by highly partisanized staff, but recognizing that the makeup of the committee, I believe, is illegal, uh, and that this is a fishing expedition. It's a witch hunt, witch hunt 2.0, if you will. Why? Well, I don't know what else the Democrats run on, certainly not gasoline prices or food shortages or their stellar foreign policy uh, or the efficiency, uh, effectiveness uh, or safety of COVID-19 mandates, uh, whether it be masks or whether it be a vaccination. So they have nothing to run on and therefore they're running on a false narrative. There's one other, I think, motive here. They're scared to death of Donald J. Trump. They do not want him to run again because he's beaten them once, probably beat them twice, uh, and he'll beat them a third time should he be the Republican nominee. So they're desperately looking for something that would eliminate him, that would disqualify him as a 2024 candidate. The entire narrative January 6th is fraudulent. Uh, Nancy Pelosi turned down an offer of uh, national security guards. The crowd is riddled with uh, FBI and uh, Uh, And other uh, government informants. Um, The doors are open to the Capitol on the inside. The treatment of the January 6th detainees is in violation of the Geneva Conventions. They they are being subjected to uh, not just a, a lack of due process, but inhumane conditions that you would expect in a North Korean prison camp, not in the United States of America. My own lawyers have urged me not to talk about this, but The abuse of those people, like Jeremy Brown, uh, like Jeff Brown, like so many others, uh, no, it haunts me at night. I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them fervently. I urge everybody listening to pray for all of those detainees. In many cases, as Judge Napolitano said on my show, The Stone Zone, uh, they've already been held in pretrial detention for a period longer than they would have received if they were convicted of trespassing. So uh, it's an abomination. And you have to wonder, uh, Attorney General, uh, uh, our current Attorney General, whether he has any shred of human decency left at all. People being held in squalid conditions, people being denied medical attention, uh, people being denied due process. Uh, it's hard to believe that this could happen
0: in the United States. Did you have to go to D.C. or did, were you able to do it from you know, your office, Zoom?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I, the committee insisted that I appear in person. Uh, that meant i had to pay for not only lawyers but security dc is not a safe place for me um, i did go to the committee i did have a press conference afterwards uh, to describe exactly what happened others uh, have been allowed to uh, do their their uh, their uh, questioning before the committee via zoom um, i can tell you several people who work with me have been subpoenaed they don't know anything either uh, there is nothing to know all you have is the false narrative of guilt by association, continuing to be pushed by the Washington Post and the New York Times, and particularly by ABC News. Mm.
0: Let's go to the screen. Here's an article from The Hill. Trump uh, on Sussman, our country is going to hell. And this is uh, former President Trump Tuesday expressed outrage at the news that Michael Sussman, a lawyer who represented Harry Clinton's presidential campaign and the Democratic Party, was found not guilty of lying to the FBI. Sussman is being investigated by special counsel in relation to the origins of the Bureau's probe of Trump's 2016 campaign for president. Quote, our legal system is corrupt. Our judges and justices are highly partisan. Compromised or just plain scared. Our borders are open. Our elections are rigged. Inflation is rampant. Gas prices and food costs are through the roof. Our military leadership is woke. Our country is going to hell. And Michael Sussman is not guilty. End quote, Trump wrote in a post on Truth Social Do you wanna comment on this? Because I think there's a connection between this trial in DC and what happened to you, is there not, Roger?
1: Uh, Absolutely, I think they have a great deal in common. Let's go through them. First, let's start with the judge. You have a biased judge in both cases. Judge Cooper um, actually uh, is married to a private attorney who represented Lisa Page, who is one of the progenitors in the FBI of the russian collusion hoax that's a conflict of interest for which he should have uh, been recused secondarily <clears throat> judge cooper performed the marriage of one of the attorneys representing uh, mr susman there's a second uh, wow. uh, conflict of interest thirdly judge cooper very much like the judge in my case would not allow uh, the durham prosecutors to produce certain evidence that spoke to the origins of the entire russian collusion hoax uh, in my case, Judge Amy Berman Jackson, could not contain her hatred for President Donald Trump, attacked him repeatedly from the bench, said at the time of my sentencing, you, Mr. Stone, were convicted of covering up for Donald Trump. No, I wasn't charged with that. That's not what I was convicted of, because, as you know, Brandon, there was nothing to cover up. Let's remember, I was convicted of lying to cover up Russian collusion. If, if the Sussman trial proved nothing else, and the Dashenko trial will prove coming up, there is no Russian collusion. Even Robert Mueller, with an unlimited legal authority and unlimited funds, could not find any Russian collusion. That's because it doesn't exist. So uh, it wasn't until November 3rd, 2020, when the Justice Department, by court order, uh, because of a litigation brought by BuzzFeed, was forced to disgorge the final long-redacted, long-hidden sections of Mueller's final report regarding me in which he admitted that there was, quote, no factual evidence, close quote, of Russian collusion, WikiLeaks collaboration, or any involvement in the phishing or publication of John Podesta's most embarrassing emails. So that was withheld by the judge from my attorneys uh, at trial. In other words, my lawyers asked for the entirety of Mueller's final report the government opposed our having any of it. The judge ruled that she would read the report and determine what sections of the report I would be entitled to for my defense. She happened to withhold that particularly exculpatory portion. Hmm. So uh, once again, you have judicial corruption. Then you have the jury forewoman. The jury forewoman in the Sussman case quoted in the New York Post today of saying, what's the big deal about lying to the FBI? You would think the FBI has more important things to investigate. Well, the law is the law. But in my case, the jury forewoman was an active uh, member of the Democratic Party who had run for governor. She lied to get on the jury. She said she was unfamiliar with my case. But we learned that in 2019, she attacked me uh, and the president specifically regarding the case in which she would later be selected as a juror. Uh, And the judge excused that activity. Uh, She also said in a post on Twitter and Facebook, a post that was kept on a private setting during jury selection and during the trial, which she tried to quietly delete afterwards, that all supporters of Donald Trump were racist. When my lawyers raised this question, the judge actually ruled there was no reason to, to believe that the juror in question, whose name was Tamika Hart, knew that I was a longtime associate of Donald Trump, which means the juror had to be living under a rock for the last five years to not know that. Uh, Legal authorities as diverse as Jonathan Turley on the left, Judge Andrew Napolitano on the right, uh, Alan Dershowitz, all believed I was entitled to a new trial on the basis of this juror's corruption. Of course, I was not given a new trial. And then very similar to the Sussman trial, the jury in my case was stacked with Hillary Clinton supporters. Also people who had served in both the Clinton and Obama administrations. The judge ruled that uh, support for, for Hillary Clinton or stated hatred for Donald Trump would not exempt any potential juror. So everything was identical in my case to the Sussman case, except for the verdict. The judge, the jury, uh, the the uh, the jury for a person, for a woman in both cases, um, all epically uh, compromised the only difference was the final result. What does it mean? Here's what it means. No Trump supporter, no Republican, no one who is not a partisan Democrat uh, can get a fair trial uh, in the District of Columbia.
0: Wow. Um, guy, One of the guys in the control room, can you come in here and hand me that paper over there? I want to show that to Roger. Uh, Roger Stone, his website stonedefense.com, Stone Defense Fund actually stonedefensefund.com, stonedefensefund.com. He's also got stonecoldtruth.com, stonecoldtruth.com, and uh, Roger uh, has got many books. I'm sure you'll find them on Amazon as well as his website. And um, one of them is the man who killed Kennedy. Are you guys gonna come in here and hand me this paper? There we go. Say you guys are walking like a bunch of hundred-year-old women. Hand me that. Nothing against hundred-year-old women, of course, but holy cow, it's not that far. Okay, so <laughs> I love giving these guys grief. Thank you. All right. Uh, I know. I know. It takes five minutes to get out of the chair. I know. Uh, the control room is quite tight. Lots of equipment. Um, all right. So uh, I've interviewed you quite a bit. You know, I'm a. I'm a. Uh, uh, what you, what's the word? Kind of a hobbyist when it comes to studying the Kennedy assassination. I've liked to watch documentaries like "The Men Who Killed Kennedy." That came out years and years and years ago. I, I, you know, what's interesting is that the History Channel used to play that every year for years. "The Men Who Killed Kennedy." Your book is "The Man Who Killed Kennedy," but that—that that was a five-hour documentary. "The Men Who Killed Kennedy." Did you ever see that five-hour documentary?
1: Not, not only did I see it, but uh, there is one particular episode which focuses on the role of Lyndon Baines Johnson, um, who I argue uh, has motive, means and opportunity uh, and is the main uh, drum major, if you will, who is the main director of a I hate this word conspiracy to kill John F. Kennedy. Uh, I prove it in my book by using fingerprint evidence, eyewitness evidence and knowledge of deep Texas politics. Uh, I urge people to get my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. You can get it at stonecoldtruth.com in the store, or you can find it on Amazon. If you get it at stonecoldtruth.com, you will get an autographed version of the book. But I think I make an overwhelming and compelling case. Now, in the case of The Men Who Killed Kennedy, the series, the particular episode on Lyndon Johnson has not been shown in the United States for over 20 years uh, because of objections, legal objections by the Johnson family. Folks, LBJ did it. I make the case. Decide for yourself. If you find that hard to believe, check out my book, and I think you will agree.
0: Uh, there's so much evidence uh, that it is overwhelming. How how can – what what do they object of? What what do they object of, the the, the LBJ family? What do they object of with that uh,
1: about, about? Well, look, Johnson was very wise, so um, he, he – He positioned a number of his key aides in positions, particularly in Hollywood, so that after um, he passed from the scene, there would be no reckoning of his actual role. Um, Therefore, the Kennedy, uh, pardon me, the Johnson family has been very aggressive in terms of any entertainment project that might shed light on his actual role.
0: Huh, all right, well, because, Our listeners are are so generous. One of our listeners sent me this. I bet you have one, too. This is the Dallas Morning News, dated uh, Saturday, November twenty third, 1963. It cost five cents at the time, by the way. Kennedy slain on Dallas Street. Look at that original wow. Dallas Morning News, 1963.
1: Well, as we know, it's Lyndon Johnson who persuades John Kennedy to go to Dallas. It's Governor John Connolly, former Senate Administrative Assistant and Chief of Staff to Lyndon Johnson, who insists on the route through Dealey Plaza. Uh, Jerry Bruno, John F. Kennedy's chief advance man, writes in his biography that he wanted to go by the freeway, which was much safer, uh, but that uh, Connolly insisted on the route through Dealey Plaza, which requires the presidential limousine to come to a full stop and take a hard right turn, a complete violation of the Secret Service Protection Manual. Also, both of the buildings on either side of the street were supposed to have been cleared and sealed under the Secret Service manual, they weren't. There were supposed to be six uh, motorcycle uh, uh, motorcycle escort members, uh, three on either side of the car. There were only two and they were ordered to ride behind the presidential limousine. Uh, the violation of all of the Secret Service uh, regulations regarding the travel of the president are manifest on that day. Um, I make the case that uh, there are multiple shooters, but the man who shoots from the sixth floor of the Texas School board, uh, Depository Building is Malcolm Mac Wallace. I say that because Mr. Wallace's fingerprints are found on the cardboard boxes, which are the so-called crow's nest, from which Oswald allegedly shot. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald isn't even on the sixth floor, uh, and the proof of that is he's seen by a Dallas police officer on the second floor, of the Texas Schoolbook Depository building, uh, in the cafeteria, casually eating his lunch, minutes after John F. Kennedy was shot, there is not enough time. Tell me about the guy. I-
0: no, there's not ahead. enough time for him to hide the gun, cross the full room, go down four flights, buy his coke, and be sitting there calmly drinking. You know, ninety seconds later or whatever it was. Tell me about the guy that's shooting from the crow's nest. Who is he?
1: Uh, Malcolm Mac Wallace is uh, at the time of the murder. He's an employee of the. U.S. Agriculture Department in a patronage job arranged for by Vice President uh, Lyndon Johnson. Uh, he was convicted of murder in 1951. Uh, that's why we have his fingerprints available. Uh, Lyndon Johnson's sister, who was kind of a party girl, was involved in a, uh, in a triangle. Uh, and one of her lovers was attempting to blackmail Senator Johnson over uh, the uh, voter theft in the 1948 election. Uh, And therefore, uh, Mac Wallace murdered this man in cold blood uh, in broad daylight, um, went to trial in Texas for first-degree murder. Uh, Lyndon Johnson actually holed up at a hotel near the trial. He's the only man in the history of Texas jurisprudence to receive a suspended sentence for first-degree murder. Uh, When he is apprehended, and he is, after the murder of John Kennedy, he says, you can't stop me, I work for Vice President johnson um he is uh, he is the man who i believe shoots from the sixth floor of the texas school book depository building brandon it's relevant that there are at least six eyewitnesses who identify mac wallace as the man they see in the window of the sixth floor of the texas school book depository this is all in my book so when lee harvey oswald says i'm a patsy i didn't kill anybody um it is notable that even in the police reports, there are no powder burns on his chest or his hands, proving that he had not fired a weapon that day. Um, the the Warring Commission manages to miss this, of course.
0: What, what about the um, shot from the gutter? You think the fatal headshot came from the gutter or from the grassy knoll?
1: I think there are multiple shooters. So I think that the, that John F. Kennedy is shot from the front and the back. That's contrary to the uh, Warren Commission report. The wound in his throat is not an exit wound. It's an entry wound. Um, the uh, the book by the attending physician at uh, at the hospital in Dallas, I think, documents that pretty well. Um, I think there's a shooter in the Dow Tech's building. I think there's a shooter on the grassy knoll. I think there's also a shooter uh, in the sewer grate. Lyndon Johnson was not a man to leave anything to chance. He had his own gunman there. Uh, Malcolm McWallace is a uh, is rated by the Marine Corps as having the highest possible rating. Lee Harvey Oswald was not actually a highly rated shot. Uh, Wallace, I think, is your man. Who, who uh, the fatal I, headshot, where do you think it came from? The grassy
0: knoll or the I think it comes from
1: the grassy knoll and I think it is, comes from a, uh, a professional killer, a Corsican assassination, assassin who was imported into the country uh, by the mob elements involved. Again, let's be very clear. I think that there's a plot that involves uh, U.S. intelligence, uh, the military, uh, the uh, organized crime, and big Texas oil. Everybody has their own individual reason uh, for the for them to uh, wish for the death of John F. Kennedy. In the case of the of the deep state, of the military-industrial complex, they're angry about the, both the Bay of Pigs, which they believe Kennedy has bungled. Uh, and about the Vietnam War, the Texas oil barons are upset about Kennedy's move to do away with the oil depletion allowance, which will cost them hundreds of millions in new taxes. Uh, uh, everybody has their own motive. But nobody's motive is greater than Lyndon Johnson. He is under investigation in the Bobby Baker investigation and in the and in the uh, in the Billy Salestis investigation. Attorney General Robert Kennedy is already telling people LBJ will be dumped from the ticket because he's going to be prosecuted for corruption. Uh, And in fact, Drew Pearson, the single most influential columnist of his day, has a column already written in in the can for November 23rd, in which he accuses LBJ of taking a bribe in connection with a contract given to General Dynamics, a a defense contractor based in Texas. Johnson is the man looking into the abyss which is why uh, he is essentially the spoke of the wheel in a plot to kill uh, his predecessor.
0: And your book is still available, The Man Who Killed Kenny, still available in print?
1: It is widely available. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. I do urge people to get the paperback edition because it has three additional chapters that I wrote after the publication of the hardback edition. One of the things I learned, Brandon, is when you write a book like this, Information comes in over the transom. Now, you have an obligation to check it out and verify it and confirm it. uh, But I think that the paperback version of the book um, is even more authoritative than the
0: hardback edition. And you get it at StoneColdTruth.com as well, right?
1: That is the best place to get it. Go to StoneColdTruth.com and you get a personally signed copy of it. Um, This is one of the reasons why I think I was targeted, by the way. It's not just my book on the Clintons, The Clintons' War on Women. It's not just my book on the Bushes, the Bush crime family, but it is also my 30 year record of calling out the deep state uh, about Watergate, because the story about Watergate, we're being told is not accurate, uh, as well as the Kennedy assassination. So Do you,
0: you, you think the deep state still doesn't like us talking about the Kennedy assassination?
1: Well, uh, they prevailed on President Joe Biden uh, and President Donald Trump to continue to conceal some of the records. Why, more than 50 years after the murder, when there is no government asset still living who's involved, why would the government still suppress the information regarding the Kennedy assassination? And why do you think that is? Uh, Because I think it will show you that the government is complicit, that the Central Intelligence Agency lies about their knowledge of Oswald. Oswald is trained to teach Russian in a a, uh, facility in North Carolina run by the CIA. Oswald's tax returns are never released because he has a he has a 1099 from the FBI because he is an informant for the FBI. Uh, So what
0: which is why why he was penetrating pro-communist groups and acting like a communist. Right. That was his cover. No
1: question about it. And also, by the way, why he, he does indeed associate with Ted Cruz's father. Rafael Cruz is not an assassin of John Kennedy, but he is a CIA asset and he is among the men. Who are demonstrating in the streets of North Carolina, of New Orleans, uh, trying to uh, raise public attention?
0: Wait a minute. Let's Oswald go back to that real quick. Out. Let's go back there real quick. So, sure. so Ted, you believe Ted Cruz's father, Rafael Cruz, was a CIA asset as a like a Cuban dissident, and you say he was doing what? He was most definitely an
1: associate of Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, this is actually documented in the Warren Commission report. The photograph of him is uh, he is among those uh, in the streets in New Orleans trying to reach uh, trying to uh, rouse public attention to try to get Oswald's record as a pro Castro communist on the public record. So they were working
0: together to paint Oswald as a pro communist is what you're saying.
1: That is correct. By the way, if Senator Cruz is listening, go ahead and sue me. Give it a shot. He won't because he knows it's true.
0: What about, what uh, about, about Raphael? I mean, does he ever talk about this? I We walked past him at CPAC. Um, he was sitting there having lunch with some folks, and we walked right past him. I mean, he he's, he's around, and he even shows up at conferences. Uh, does does Raphael want to talk about it?
1: Uh, look, again, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying he's involved in the assassination right, of right. John F. Kennedy. What I'm saying is he is used by the CIA to sheep dip uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, By the way, here's the other key point. Oswald is arrested by the New Orleans police. Uh, He has one phone call. Who does he call? His wife? His lawyer? No. He calls the head of the FBI agent in New Orleans, and within 30 minutes, he is released.
0: Hmm. Look at this picture before we go to our next guest. What do you think of this picture? This is Badge Man. I know for maybe people who aren't you know, used to this picture, you're kind of trying to figure out what it is, but in the documentary, the men, plural, who killed Kennedy, versus Roger's book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, you can see the police badge on his chest, you can see it, what's supposed to be on his shoulder, that white in the center is supposed to be the muzzle blast from the gun, you're supposed to be able to see, of course, his ear, his hair, his part, and uh, his blue shirt. This is what is referred to as badge man, the outline of an individual. What what do you make of Badge Man? Do you think there's any truth to, uh, you know, the 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 documentary, the man who killed Kennedy and Badge Man? Do you think there's any truth to that?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, is it? Let me ask you this, Brandon. Is it just coincidental that four of the men who later emerge as Watergate burglars are on the ground at Daily Plaza, or is that just a coincidence? Wow, that's. And they, to be, and they happen to be four who are previously employed by the Central Intelligence Agency. Bernard Barker, later one of the Watergate burglars, is the man who uh, shows a, a Secret Service ID and stops a mounted uh, a, a motorcycle police officer, Roger Craig, from uh, proceeding up to the grassy knoll after a, a puff of smoke is seen from behind the fence there. So um, I think there are multiple shooters. I think it is conceivable that Badge Man is one of them um there are eyewitnesses to much of this and you you, yeah. you
0: saw the, when you saw the documentary you saw the guy that was standing next to him filming and you see him wearing the, his little military hat he 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 testifies in that documentary he went to film it himself and that some guy uh took his footage from him he never got that back and 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 he was telling things about that day and then later that night in the documentary series they present him with this colorized photograph and the guy flips back the paper sitting, it sounds like next to a pool with the water running. And the guy gets all choked up, you know, and he basically says, if you had showed me this picture before the interview, I wouldn't have given the interview because this collaborates what I was telling you earlier in the day, which proves I saw the shooter, which now I think puts me at risk. So, I mean, that, that in itself was pretty dramatic in the in the uh, documentary.
1: Uh, I, I think all of that is uh, is keenly accurate. There is a man... Who from the a railroad tower sees uh, the a man drive up behind the grassy knoll, take out a uh, a carrying bag for a rifle, remove the rifle, uh, use it, put it back in the bag, and drive away. He identifies the vehicle. Um, the Warren Commission was, as Richard Nixon said, "quote the biggest hoax in history." Wow. Uh, and uh, as the House uh, Select Committee on Assassinations, established in 1978, essentially debunking the Warren Commission, there was a very real role of organized crime uh, in the Kennedy assassination. Now, it's important to note that those who staffed that committee were all experts in organized crime, uh, and the Central Intelligence Agency and no government agency cooperated with the congressional investigation. If they had, I think we would know more. To his credit, President Donald Trump released many of the classified documents, but even he was persuaded to hold some back. And then more recently, President Joe Biden uh, continued to shield other documents. The bottom line of it is we still don't know uh, the entirety of what the government knows. Um, And it's been some time before I've reviewed this material, but I urge anybody who's interested to check out my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy. The case against lbj it is by the way a new york times bestseller and it was my first book
0: and it was and with good reason it's it's excellent i enjoyed reading it thoroughly um in closing and i think i've maybe i've said that already once but this is one of my favorite topics let me just ask you this um what this shows us is the cia or the military uh or the cia the intelligence community the deep state whatever you want to call them working in concert you know with lbj to take out president kennedy you have apparently the deep state, the intelligence community, obviously FBI, working to take down Donald Trump. Uh, you have the deep state, the intelligence community, apparently working to take out Richard, take down Richard Nixon. Because uh, you just mentioned, shocking, something I never heard before, you're saying the same men involved in the Kennedy assassination where the, some of the same men on the ground were involved in the Watergate break-in. Is, is that, so, A, if that's true. B, again, are we really living in a free country? Are we living in a police state run by the intelligence community?
1: Well, the intelligence community is very definitely involved in the Kennedy assassination. Uh, there's a new interesting new series on the Stars Network called Gaslit, which is a completely uh, fictionalized version of the of the Watergate uh, break in. But it's important to note that President Richard Nixon was being spied on uh, by the Pentagon uh, at the direct uh, uh, orders of the head of the Joint Chiefs, Admiral Thomas Moore, uh, a A naval yeoman by the name of Radford was going through Henry Kissinger's briefcase, through his desk, through the cabinets in the national security, because uh, the Pentagon was opposed to the strategic arms limitation agreement Nixon worked out with the Russians. They were opposed to ending the war in Vietnam. They were opposed to the opening to China at a time that China had more ox than it did automobiles. It wasn't until 30 years later when the Bushes gave China most favored nation, trading status, that China becomes a superpower. They were a backwards agrarian nation when Nixon decided to play them off against the the Russians in order to get us a strategic arms limitation agreement. So, no, I believe the deep state has been involved in all of this, and they certainly are involved deeply, as the Sussman trial proves, uh, as the upcoming Deschenko trial will prove, uh, in the illicit and illegal effort. Uh, to unseat a duly elected president. Let's be very clear. The Russian collusion hoax is the greatest single abuse of power and the biggest political dirty trick in American history. Unlike Watergate, which was a privately funded operation that was most misguided, uh, in the case of uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden, they used the full legal authority of the United States government and what they knew were completely fabricated pieces of evidence in the Steele dossier and the CrowdStrikes report to launch an effort to unseat a duly elected president. It is the greatest single political dirty trick in history for which no one has yet been punished.
0: Wow. You and I always have fascinating conversations, don't we? I I love being on with you because you ask great questions. Well, thank you. You're an easy guest to ask questions of. Roger Stone, it's uh, StoneColdTruth.com, StoneColdTruth.com, StoneDefenseFund.com, both you guys really should read. Make it your summer reading. The Man Who Killed Kennedy. Fascinating book. You'll love it. And uh, he has a lot of other books out there as well. You go order it at stonecoldtruth.com. He'll personally sign it for you. Thank you, Roger.
1: Great to be with you. And folks, check out my show on uh, Lindell yes. TV 2 at frankspeech.com every day at 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern. The Stone Zone. We've had uh, Alex Jones come on, General Michael Flynn, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Governor Rod Blagojevich. Uh, It's been an all-star cast. If you haven't seen those shows, you can go to the FrankSpeech.com website and check them out. Uh, But on Monday, I believe we have George Papadopoulos coming on. I discovered uh, that his, uh, the FBI 302s used in his criminal indictment by Robert Mueller were completely falsified.
0: Wow, you got some great guests. Good for you, Roger. We love having you on our network. Thank you god
1: bless you and have a great evening
0: you too roger stone there folks check out his website stonecoldtruth.com joining me now and by the way Fred, i go to our next guest don't forget where are you going to hear this kind of stuff folks you got to help us our streaming bandwidth bill to give this away to you guys is enormous we got guys in the control room working we got to pay them a lot of cost folks it guys a lot of cost here to run a television network we need your support plus mike is spending a lot of money to save america to fix 2020 we also have a brand new movie coming out here in uh, July, I believe it is. You can watch the trailer now. Uh, what's it called again, Logan? Election Code? And where can they go to see the trailer, Logan? They're trying to find out where to see the trailer. Find out for me if you guys will. It's called Election Code. It'll be coming out, I think, in July. But anyway, help Mike with all of this by going to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code L77. Promo code L77. Save up to sixty. 66% on all of those products. Don't forget Father's Day is coming up. So be sure to get dad's slippers uh, The bathrobes all that great stuff for dad any any father fa- grandfather your father father-in-law The man in your life your uncle whoever it is. They'll love it. They'll love it. Love it. Love it The bathrobes are awesome. The slippers are awesome Every dad every man loves a good nice thick bathrobe and they are They're lo- I love my my pillow bathrobe and the slippers so check it out Okay Joining me now is a laughing Sharona in the background. I just heard you laughing, Sharona.
2: Well, uh, yes, every man does enjoy a thick back throw. (laughs) What a segue.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, Sharona. I heard her chuckling in the background. What's that? Yeah,
2: so that was a fascinating interview for certain because, you know, the government hasn't stopped with their dirty tricks, have they?
0: No, they haven't. Same thing, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about the... Associated Press report, the CISA report, CISA, Howard, you want to say it. So now after almost two years of calling us crazy, conspiracy theorists, unhinged, uh, unsubstantiated, uh, debunked, you know, now the government finally says uh, those machines actually are vulnerable and yes, votes can be altered, but we have no proof that was done. You want to comment on this, Sharona? The floor is yours.
2: You know, the lies and the gaslighting just never ends by the federal government. Since February, uh, the controlling of the J. Alex Halderman report has been to prevent the American people from knowing what's going on. You know, Halderman is a professor. Um, he, he, for fun, he likes to hack election machines. That's literally what he does. They do projects at their university that he teaches at. It's really simple. He enjoys it, he's been doing it for years. And when he investigated the Dominion machines, the Dominion voting machines, where the government seems to have a very conflict interest in these machines and in not exposing when they aren't working properly it's very bizarre to me the romance between Dominion and the government whether it's state or federal uh, at any rate they've concealed this report on behalf of Dominion only allowing SISA to review the report by Halderman this has been held up we were expecting today for this report to be made public but essentially we know what's in it right we have the Mesa County reports um, that were that were garnered by clerk Tina Peters one two and three that show what well they they show they're deleting files. They show 32 plus modems, Bluetooth modems in what's supposed to be an air gap machine, meaning there can be no um, interference, no no ability to tap into Wi-Fi Period. supposedly. We know that that's not true now. And then the third report shows what Alex Halderman was saying, which is that there is the potential for uh, extra activity to go on within the machine without anybody knowing this. Since February, The government has had this information and SISA now finally comes out saying, okay, well, there are vulnerabilities, but we know for a fact they haven't been hacked. That is absolutely impossible. There have been no forensic audits except for in Arizona where the GOP even at every turn has tried to diminish that forensic audit and not allow the results of that to get out to the public. There is no way we're going to trust the results now or trust the statements of SISA or any other federal agency and even the GOP to be very clear because they've lied from day one. They've prevented the people from having what's really pure, and that's access to our own elections and to understand what's happening in these black box machines. So yeah, the AP story comes out to still gaslight us because now they'll admit to vulnerabilities, but then they expect us, the people, to believe that there was no shams going on, there was no hacking going on. They've lied for years about these machines. And now they want us to believe that this is true also. Um, it, that is the big lie. The big lie is there's nothing going on in those black boxes and we still don't have that Halderman report even as of today. This guy's a Democrat by the way. And there are some good Democrats that were you know waving signs for a while, doing great reports, even aside from Halderman, that have been saying these machines are not secure, they're stealing the elections, they're stealing your vote both in the primary and in the general, and something should be done about this and it never was. And now here we are.
0: Wow. And the media, have you, what have you thought about how the media has, you know, played this? It, apparently, the government leaked this to some of their favorite buddies in the media uh, before this full report comes out. By the way, has the full report been released? It's supposed to be been released today. Have you seen the full report?
2: No. I, I have viewed a good portion of the report through other means, but uh, the report's not been made public. The judge has not released it in Georgia yet. So, you know, as far as the public goes, whether they'll have access to it or not is anyone's guess. It was supposed to be today, but it's still not here. I, I just want I want to add one other thing. What has the media done about this? Well, the media just continues to gaslight and gaslight and gaslight. You'll never hear an apology. What you'll see now is, OK, they'll drop some breadcrumbs. They're gonna let us be okay with knowing what we all know about Dominion because we've all been screaming about Dominion because Eric Coomer looks really bad running into a building because he's drunk as a skunk. He's the overseas Dominion in Colorado. He's drunk as a skunk. And, and he is caught on video driving under the influence and lying his way out of it. So, okay, we'll let Dominion hang, but Dominion's in 26 states and they've been operating our elections. They've been performing trusted builds that delete the log files that tell us who was in and out of these systems that allow us to to do these deep dive forensic audits that we need to have experts doing. So yeah, the media is gonna give, uh, I think that, We'll see what happens, but I think they're gonna make Dominion their scapegoat, but they're still ESNS, they're still clear ballot, they're still run back. There's still all of these other machine companies. And as long as we're using machines to count our most sacred votes, we cannot trust the outcome. We already know they are hackable. And it's, it's such a disparity to the American people to not be able to have access to the Halderman Report, to the Mesa Counter Reports, to have real legitimate uh, legitimate investigations into these reports by the government, who's supposed to be protecting our votes. And they're not doing it. So the, the media will throw, I think they'll throw these guys out the door. Um, and they'll continue to, to advocate, though, for machines saying that we're too stupid and too lazy um, to figure out how to do our own precinct, precinct level hand counting. I think that's what we're going to continue to see. That's what we've seen so far in the media is they're just declaring that we're too lazy and stupid to figure out how to count ballots in our own backyard. Do
0: you Are you, are you saying or do you think they'll use Dominion as the fall guy? Is that what I hear you saying?
2: Yes. I believe that, yeah. I think that the I think the media is is demonstrating that right now because they're willing to talk about it. They're willing to use Dominion by name. They're willing to admit that there are insecurities. And if I remember right, uh, Trump's administration had already declared in in a a, a really great um, uh, overview executive summary that the machines were not to be trusted. That they believed there had been interference, obviously, in our elections on a global scale, not just in America. And those reports have gone unnoticed as well. And uh, you know there, something has to take the fall even by the sm sm standards as so we see biden destroying the nation and even the democrats are upset even the democrats don't know what's going on anymore it's so obvious they need a fall guy but it's never going to be made right if, this is not what we want we don't want a substitution of machines we want no machines we want to go back to what we know worked you know back in the day they said hand counts were three percent fraud or 3%, you know, discrepancy. These machines are proving to be up to 12% that we can document discrepancy. What is worse? I'll take the 3% any day to know that my neighbor is counting those ballots and cares about my vote far more than these black box machines that are ran by globalists, period.
0: Do you think, Sharona, that the company Dominion as we know it will cease to exist? Do you think they'll be so badly, uh, the PR will be so bad, the truth will be so bad that they fold as a company or cease to exist or get bought up by another company and folded into another one? What do you, do you think a, a couple of years from now, the, the company as we know it, Dominion Voting Systems will even exist?
2: So, you know, what they always do is absorb one another. And I think we saw that Dominion wasn't always Dominion, it was it was another company before that, and now it's become Dominion. It'll be absorbed into another company, I'm quite certain. This, they'll, they'll do a media narrative for us to make us feel like everything's good, just trust us. We got it worked out. It's a little bit like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania freaks out when they realize that they've been caught in their fraud and they throw out the entire voter database and they they throw out all the machines so they can say, it's all fixed, but it's not fixed. They just did that to cover up their tracks and end the investigation there. That's what Dominion will do as well. They might appear to comply initially. I'm sure they'll be absorbed into another company and will continue to rage with the machines in America.
0: I I know you're not an attorney, and I'm just asking your opinion. What do you think this means for Mike Lindell's case?
2: You know, I think it's confirming. (laughs) I'm not an attorney I'm just a regular person watching everything that's going on. I think it's very validating. The machines are corrupt. Stop using the machines. If the AP is going to come out, if CNN is going to come out, um, these talking heads are finally saying, yeah, maybe there's some things we need to look at here. I think that adds a lot of fire to Mr. Lindell's um, lawsuits that he's waged. And I think he should keep just keep punching and fighting until they have to back down. There has to be a fall guy because too many Americans are awake. What I hope does not happen, though, is that Americans go, okay, fixed and move right along. No. We have to take control of our own local elections. We are best served when we're engaged at a local level. Right now, with bill 153 that we've talked about for a couple of weeks now, finally was signed into law into Colorado. This bill was put forward by Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State of Colorado, who also oversees the Secretary of State Association for the Democrats, across the country this bill centralizes your votes to whatever you know whatever big city your your SOS is in your capital city it takes the local control away and it actually makes it illegal to do audits now we can't ever look into the boxes now no elected clerk can see what's going on in their own local elections the only way to have some sort of control is for you to be able to stand there and do due diligence by counting your own ballots. Um, Republican, Democrat coming together and making sure that we still have some kind of say, some transparency in our local elections. And I guarantee you, if this bill hasn't hit your state yet, it's coming because it was signed into law in Colorado, which seems to be the testing spot for all of the stupidest ideas the Democrats can come up with. Uh, I,
0: that, that bill actually was signed into law Did it stay the same, the same things were in it, for instance, you can be fined six figures or go to jail if you're a county clerk and speak out against the Secretary of State?
2: Yeah, the, the only amendment that was made was the um, infraction against free speech. But we've already seen how that how they were able to do that even without this bill, how they were able to use the law to villainize clerk Tina Peters for standing up and saying something. It really doesn't matter anymore what the clerks say because at this point now with 153 being signed, they're talking heads. They mean nothing. Those votes will go straight to Denver. The clerk or the secretary of state will determine the validity of the elections. And there you go. They're pre decided. So guess what? I guess. We don't even need the machines anymore anyway, because in Colorado, we've turned everything over to a Soros-funded, far-left progressive Democrat who is all, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, it doesn't care about law. It, does, it certainly doesn't care about um, the validity of the, the local election and the sacredness of your vote. They have a bigger agenda that they care more about than actually protecting that vote. Having said that, though, that is a bad narrative right there, and that is the truth and reality of Colorado. But I still think we talk about what do you do to secure your vote as, as much as possible in your town, in your state? Well, number one, we do know how the algorithms work when they're figuring out how many votes they need to backfill, right? We know that you can't vote early because if you vote early, they get an idea of how many people are going to show up and they can make the deal look very legitimate. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Mark Cook uh, sometime this weekend, I was hoping today, and we're talking about. About this very issue. We want to vote on election day in person. Is there issues with that too? Yes, there is. Is there issues with mail in ballot? Yes, there is. But at least we can take away one of the factors, which is them predetermining, trying to determine how many votes they need to backfill, how many votes they need to steal off that retired old voter registration list that should not even exist anymore, and using that in order to push forward whatever candidate that they're selecting. And I want to be clear, this is happening in the Republican side as well as the Democrat side. These primaries are very interesting. We've all saw what happened in Georgia and we're shell shocked. I actually flew in with a woman from Georgia yesterday and she said, absolutely, that did not happen. (laughs) That did not happen. And, of course, they're frustrated and upset. Alabama, they're frustrated and upset. You know, um, I believe in Georgia, the the grassroots candidate had 60,000 volunteers, but is demonstrating only 40,000 votes. And so they're actually collecting affidavits right now from those 60,000 volunteers to show that there's no way that that candidate only got 40,000 votes, the grassroots versus the establishment GOP candidate. And to to spend time with people with people who are hearing and you know this brand and I'm not telling you anything you don't know but just for your listeners this really is happening the establishment wants to determine who they have at the helm because that will help them push their agenda and it's not necessarily an America first agenda and that's why I guess I'm just understanding more and more why Trump was so um, terrifying to them he was America first he was not this globalist agenda or power hungry agenda first he was Americans first, period. And that even means in Congress, where they're making deals and they're selling votes and they're strategizing to put candidates in place that will go along with McCartney's vision. Uh, or, excuse me, uh, uh, not McCartney. Sorry, I'm mistaking Mesa mm-hmm. County's GOP chair. Mitch McConnell? Um, but with Kevin McCarthy. No. Oh, Kevin with McCarthy. M- well, McCarthy and McConnell. Uh, McConnell and McCarthy both. Yeah. They have an agenda. They have an, a vision. They want go along, get along guys who will oblige them and make, uh, you know, McCarthy the, the Speaker of the House. They have their own agenda. And I'm just concerned it's not America first.
0: So in a closing minutes, let me ask you this one. Now, again, I got one, I got 60 seconds. This is I'm asking your opinion. You just heard Roger Stone talk about the deep state, the intelligence community what the intelligence was involved in when it came to JFK, what the intelligence community was involved in when it came to Watergate, what the intelligence community was doing when it came to Donald Trump. How much do you think the intelligence community is involved in these voting machines?
2: Well, here's what I can say. I can say nobody's investigating the machines. Nobody is investigating the reports from Mesa County. Instead, they're criminalizing good people, regular people who have no money, who have no means, who have no media, um, who are just trying to figure out what happened in their own local elections. So that's very telling to me. Um, I've heard it on very good authority that McCarthy has told Congress members to stand down from speaking about election security and not to even engage in the conversation period. And I see that demonstrated in my own backyard. So I, I believe that's true. And since he controls their money, he controls their committees, he controls the PACs. I guess that makes sense that they would do that. So I I guess I would say what they're not doing tells me a lot more um, than what I would know for sure they are doing. They're not investigating what the the regular people, the Americans want investigated. In fact, they're trying to criminalize us.
0: Well, I I personally, I personally am suspect that about many members of the US Congress, the House, the Senate, if they are not actually uh, the candidates of the intelligence arena, that they get where they get, get the resumes they get, get the degrees they get, the education they get, the opportunities they get, because they have all, many of them, many of them have been prepared by the intelligence arena. I mean, if, that, if you're going to run a deep state, that's how you would do it, right?
2: You know, I've read quite a few books and it seems to go that way Father's CIA, Father's FBI, yes. you, follow, you know, and you just follow the pattern. Yep. Yeah, I've read a the- lot of books and
0: then their degrees, no one can find they went to school with them. Nobody, yeah, wait, they got their degree at that school, but nobody who would have gone to with the school with them at the time ever saw them or knew them, you know? I mean, i.e. Wayne Allen Root when it comes to Obama. Thank you, Sharona. By the way, Sharona, you so you're, Sharona, you're on Lindale TV One every day at what time?
2: We are, well, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Central. And we have an incredible interview on, I uh, had an incredible interview today. You're going to want to go back and listen to it with former Congressman Steve King. And I tell you, it is eye-opening. You need to understand what's happening in Congress and what happens to your elected officials.
0: Excellent. All right. Thank awesome. you. 1 o'clock Central. Is that, wait, 2 o'clock Central. 2 Central every 2 Monday. 2 o'clock Central. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then uh uh millennial millies the other days. thank you Sharona your website's americasmom.net americasmom.net thank you Sharona
2: thank you Brandon always great to be with you thank you
0: you too as well and I missed my mark on the music but I get the prerog- prerogative of doing that I guess because I'm just preempting myself alright let's go to the worldview report here but first let me thank you for joining us tonight Mike will be back all of next week I talked to him six or seven times today and he wanted me to reiterate Watch the watch the trailer. Do we ever figure out where we can watch the trailer? I don't know. I got to find out. I'll tell you in my show. Um, oh, well, that's easy enough. Selectioncode.com. Selectioncode.com. Tweet it, text it, email getter. Facebook. Selectioncode.com. Coming out in July. And also support what Mike's doing by going to mypill.com. Use that promo code L77. Mypill.com. Promo code L77. Also, we're excited about Extract Jeveni. It's an all-natural energy drink. I developed it several years ago with a team of experts on supplements. And, and it's bilberry extract, grapeseed extract, red wine extract, pine bark extract. You don't have to take my word for it. Go look up what those extracts are all about. Loaded with antioxidants. So check it out. It's an all-natural energy and health drink. I've, I've been taking it for years. You're like, how does this guy do four hours of television a day? Sometimes I take it in the morning and then again at three o'clock in the afternoon if I start feeling kind of groggy. So anyway, you can go to my you can go to mystore.com mystore.com click the link health mystore.com click the link health and you'll see it right there be sure to use that promo code l77 to, to save use the promo code l77 at mystore.com to save just click the link health in the MyStore, and you'll find extractivity there all right thanks for watching take care you're watching lindell tv